welcome to episode 218 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by my co-host who is failing his Parkrun Adventurers subjects because he just talks about other Parkruns rather than actually doing them. Welcome to the podcast, Ollie Spake. Thank you, Mel. Yeah, I don't have a great track record with homework. I wouldn't call myself a straight A student at this point. Was I a bit harsh? <laughs> no, look, it's it's the truth. The truth is never that harsh. I have again failed to do my homework and uh, I'll have to own up. But look, it's going to make it all the sweeter when I do get to another park run. I got to go and, and actually do a park run. Yay! That counts for something, absolutely. It was just my home park run. That doesn't matter. Tell us how was it? Oh, it was it was fantastic. It was a beautiful summer's day. Uh, we had 270-odd park runners out there, and I got to be one of them for a change and get to experience actually getting that that results email that everyone's slowly been, you know, relishing as, as we all step back into to normal park running, the lucky ones so far, that is. And it was lovely to have the opportunity to to get to run around and, and thank the volunteers. But if I can be absolutely brutally honest, Mel, I had one thought as I was running around the course for the whole 5Ks. Yeah. And after reading the COVID framework uh, for our event, it was, <laughs> this is embarrassing, don't spit. <laughs> Are you a spitter? I'm a spitter. Oh. I'm a spitter. I wouldn't have picked you for a spitter. <laughs> It feels even more shameful than it ever did before, and it should. It absolutely should. But, uh, yeah, hello to all my fellow parkrunners at Shell Harbour there. I hope you haven't had the misfortune <laughs> of running behind me. I'm a considerate spitter. I do try and apologise and, and you know, move to the side, but I'm training myself out of it. Well, this is a great start to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, failing subjects and takes the tone way downhill. Anyway. Uh, so that that was park run, and uh, there was no spitting. It was it was just pure park running delight. So, but did you do a zoom zoom? I did a zoom zoom. I did as many zoom zooms as I could possibly fit in. Uh, whenever I saw our, our favourite photographer at Shell Harbour, and a special call out to our, our special photographer there, it was good to have him back after a bit of an accident at a skate park a few months back. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was hamming it up with the aeroplane as much as I possibly could. That's good. I, when I saw the photographer at my park run, I went to put my hands up and pose and then I had this, oh, I've got to do a zoom zoom, and down went the arms into the flight pose and the photographer gave me a big grin. Excellent. See, and that's half the fun. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of ham. Just enjoying that that moment with a photographer when uh, hopefully you're getting as much out of it or more than they are. I think that's that's the answer to the question whether whether it was a week ago or not. I can't remember. Yeah, how did it start? Just from being a fool. <laughs> it's a good alternative for me when I, I still don't feel fit enough to do the jump shot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask. No jump shots. No, 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 no. Given. You've just commented that you you did a zoom zoom. Uh, we've we've spoken about my park run experience. Victoria's back. You did a park run. Would you like to remind us where you went? I went to Dandenong. <laughs> Woohoo! How was it, Mel? How was it to have park run back? It was so good, and even the dog came this week. We smuggled one of the dogs because we got three dogs, Ooh. but. 
you know, I'm taking three dogs. It's always kind of awkward because there's mm. a, well, there is three of us, but if one of us wants to run, which me, <laughs> mm. two hours, they can't run for five kilometres. So mm. then that leaves Paul and Zoe trying to deal with three dogs, which you're only allowed to have one dog each. So yeah. yep. we do have a dog pram. It just all gets really complicated. Anyway, one of our dogs was sort of wagging his tail as we were sneaking out the door and I kind of I sort of looked one end of the house and looked at the other end of the house and I said to Paul, why don't we just take Chico? Nobody was looking. The other dogs weren't around so we sort of grabbed Chico and shoved him in the car and off we went with a lot of guilt that we'd left the other two behind. So Chico got to come to Park Run with us and walk with Paul and Zoe. So that was really fun. <laughs> and it rained. It rained, but it, it didn't um, dampen our spirits one slightest bit because we were super excited about Parkrun being back and we were part of a field of 20. I did notice that. So that, that's a that's a fairly intimate Parkrun crowd. It is. And we got to the start line, Ollie, and you know how usually the serious runners all go right to the front? Mm-hmm. I sort of went, oh, well, there's only 20 people, so I'll stand sort of back because I do intend to run. Um, Mm. I'll stand back a certain way and everybody else stood back and nobody actually went up to the start (laughs) line. (laughs) It was really weird. Anyway, there was there was a few blokes and they said, ready, set, go, and there was nobody on the start lines. Everybody was like that a few steps back and I realised I'm the only girl. Maybe for about 20 seconds as I'm running along with these blokes in front of me, I'm thinking in my head, I'm up for a first female here. (laughs) And I started to get a bit excited because, you know, that's usually like no hope for me to be that first female. But then this other lady came sailing past me (laughs) and I went, oh, well, that was nice while it lasted. Yeah. You enjoyed the experience, though, obviously, being the first female. And- I know, but it was funny because, like, it never would cross my mind to try to be any kind of position like that. And it was just that first few minutes where I had this realisation that there wasn't actually any females in front of me. And all of a sudden, like, I got this, like, wow, I could get this. Anyway, I was second female. Which is fantastic. And it's, it's obviously, it's not a race. It's, it's about enjoying the park run and and enjoying whatever you want to get out of it. But well done, Mel. But uh, yeah, and at one stage I actually lost sight of all the runners in front of me. We came to a bridge with an underpass and I had absolutely no clue and it was raining so all the chalk (laughs) markings had been washed off the footpath and I had this horror feeling like I actually don't know am I supposed to go up to the road or down under the underpass. I really didn't know. But at the last minute, I spotted a volunteer, which gave me an indication of where I was supposed to be running. So I didn't get lost, thank goodness. But, yeah, that's that's the problem with a small crowd <laughs> if you haven't got somebody to follow. Well, and it happens easier than you think. Uh, I know that we've had, you know, we've, we've had a moment or two, certainly in our history at Shell Harbour, where we'd have a marshal in a particular spot, but if you know, something happens and, and then just there's that gap, hey, you know, they get a bonus K out of the park, which is fantastic. I mean, that's that's extra value, but you obviously don't want that if you're trying to be second-placed female. <laughs> oh, and Ollie, this is the other thing that happened at Dandenong. I turned up and there was an ugly singlet there out of 20 people. Oh, which vintage? This year's one, a fluffy one. Brilliant. Yeah, fluffy. That's right. Is it? <laughs> it absolutely is. It was the singlet version as opposed to the shirt. 
Oh, now, now I've forgotten. It might have been a T-shirt. <laughs> well, I guess it's it's fluffy. It's fluffy to blame. Fluffy is very captivating, so it's very hard to look beyond. I mean, Mel did a fantastic job, obviously, with the whole design, but it's hard to look past fluffy. So shout out to Joanne Blackburn, who um, was wearing the ugly shirt, and I had a chat with her, and, um, yeah, she was very happy to be continuing on the Christmas cheer with the relaunch of Victoria and what better occasion to bring back the ugly singlets. So, but it's really good because you can at least you can spot the listeners. That's right. I mean, I too was in an ugly Christmas singlet, but that's just because it's it's fun and it's festive. But what better way to celebrate the return of Parkrun in Victoria than the ugly Christmas singlet? And so Dandenong's a relatively new event, Mel? Yes, it was event four. Event four. And, and tell us about the course. It was an out and back and they've got a couple of little bridges. So they do a little loop and you run across the bridge, which is a bouncy bridge. We got lots of warnings. It was a wet morning. So we got told that bridge will be slippery. Uh, I didn't have any trouble, even with my very low tread runners that are in desperate need of replacing. And to change the subject, this is another thing, Ollie. I've discovered that there is some runners out there that had an ugly Christmas pattern on them. Do you know about these? I have not heard. I feel like I'm the last person in the world that's discovered them. And they're really expensive, Ollie, but I really, really, really want to buy a pair. Gee, well, sorry to disappoint, Mel, but you're, again, the second last person I hadn't <laughs> heard. So you, you'll have to you'll have to look this up and share. I mean, obviously, the Christmas singlet, the ugly Christmas singlet or shirt, uh, the first and the closest to the heart, but, hey, let's accessorise. Well, I think they really only had a couple of odd sizes left, which okay. luckily for me is in my size, so I could buy a pair. I'm kind of balking at the cost because it's not something that I would wear every day. Although I need a new pair of runners, they would probably be the ones that I save for one month a year, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is adding to my, my agony at trying to decide if I want to spend that much money on a pair of runners that I might wear for one month a year. But then somebody did comment to me that they would last me a very, very long time, which I think is a good point. Many, many Christmases. So I think I'm going to have to buy them, but I haven't yet. But I'm on the verge. Well, the argument stacks up. <laughs> You've got me convinced. And I understand there was another milestone this weekend celebrated at Dandenong or at least achieved at Dandenong. Oh, there Hopefully was. Hopefully some celebration. Yes. My husband, Paul, ran his 100th unique event, his cow. He joined the cow club at Dandenong. That's brilliant. Well done, Paul. Yeah. He's a pretty low-key bloke, so he didn't he didn't seek the limelight, I suppose. Ah, the limelight. He, in fact, shared it. I mean, was, was Paul walking Chico at the time? Yes. <laughs> there we go. Good work, Paul. He had to carry Chico most of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's well and truly sharing the limelight. Yep. So that was our Saturday morning. So a very enjoyable return to Park Run Victoria with a new event, a cow club status and a wet chihuahua. <laughs> Sums it up quite well. And hopefully there were a lot of listeners out there across Victoria and still some of the other states that are returning. We're still seeing a lot of fortunate park runners across Australia and our friends in New Zealand continuing and, and some of the others across the world, obviously quite limited, but a big step up in terms of attendance. 
Oh, yes, over 50,000 this week, I believe. That's the first time since the restart that there's been over 50,000 parkrunners. I saw that stat. Yeah, and, and still some events to come, but it's a nice start to the year. And so, apart from Victoria, apparently there were some other parkruns happening in Australia. Who knew? <laughs> Outside of Victoria? Yeah, the centre of the universe. So, marvellous Mark. He has sent us another roving report. He was out on the road again at Fingal Bay, so perhaps we should listen to Mark. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. This is Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew, and we are today packed up again in our caravan for a couple of weeks, and um, today we've visited Fingal Bay to get our F. And uh, so Fingal Bay is the easternmost suburb of the Port Stephens area in the Hunter region of New South Wales and we're here for event number 370. Here normally over the Christmas period they have an explosion of visitors, tourists coming to the area Uh, but on average they have 116 finishes with an average time of 31 minutes and 16 and we'll go have a chat with a few uh, parkrunners. So I'm here with um, Sue and Kevin now, who are uh, avid volunteers at uh, Fingal Bay Park Run. Good morning, Sue. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. It is a beautiful day here at Fingal Bay, and I understand that you're a big fan of volunteering here at Fingal Bay. Yes, I enjoy volunteering. It's good. It's really lovely. What's your favourite role? I usually go down to the boat ramp, down at the Fingal Bay boat ramp as a marshal, and uh, cheer on the runners as they go past and give them a clap and tell them to keep going and uh, tell them that they haven't got far to go and encourage them, basically. So you like being part of the cheer squad? Uh, yeah, I do, when I when I don't have a run, that's true, yeah. And Kevin, what about yourself? Um, I'm a run director here as well, but today I'm I'm just going to be doing barcode scanning. I'm, I'm major rehabilitation from a very bad back injury, so um, I'm doing a lot more volunteering now and not, not no running, so... That's how it is so far, and I love it here. It's just a, a fantastic um, community um, and a beautiful course. <laughs> I hope the, the rehab's going well, and I suppose that this does give you that outlet to still be part of the community by being a volunteer. Exactly, yeah. Um, because you can't run, um, at least you can cheer people on, and uh, and that's what it's all about, really. I did do a lot of um, pacing before COVID, pre-COVID, um, and that was I gave a lot of satisfaction because obviously cheering people on and getting them to, to get a PB. Yeah, excellent. And do you guys get out much to, to, to other park runs? We haven't been to too many other park runs around here. We've, we have been to park runs overseas when we've been able to travel. Oh, cool. That was well before COVID. Yeah. So, so where did you go to overseas? Uh, UK. Uh, yeah, UK Grace, mostly. Grace yeah, we went to one called Grace Park in Sheffield and Encliffe Park in Sheffield. Now, Encliffe Park has 750 on average. Oh. Uh, to 800 people. In fact, they actually try to get people to go to Grace Park in Sheffield as well because uh, that one only has a mere 400. And uh, so out of out of all the park runs you visited, what would be your top three, Sue? Well, this would have to be my yep. top one. Um, and uh, the others would be in the UK that I've been involved with, yeah. Anything different to that, Kevin? Uh, pretty much this one's the best in the world. Yeah. I always tell people that as a run director, this is the best park run in the world. But then again, I am slightly biased. I'll have to let you know after my run today. This is our first time here at Fingal Bay. And excitingly for us, we're picking up an F for the Alphabet Challenge. So, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing it. Thanks for your time today. No You're worries. welcome. No worries. Thank I enjoyed you. enjoyed it. Thank you. So I'm here with uh, Kevin and Nerida now, and I understand you're a bit of a prolific parkrunner and have, have some reached some, some lofty milestones at parkruns. So Kevin, how many parkruns are you on? Uh, what would be today's number? Um, 257, I think it is. That's a pretty high number, and, and how many of those would you say would be at Fingal Bay? 230. 
Oh, wow. So you, you're pretty uh, passionate about Fingal Bay Park, right? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, look, I uh, was the event director here for a while, so that's passionate enough, I suppose. And what about yourself, Nerida? Do you remember what number is um, today is? Uh, 118 today, only because he looked it up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was convenient, wasn't it? He must have known I was coming or something. And uh, and not the majority of those here at Fingal Bay as well? Yeah, probably yeah. only about three or four outside international, but yeah, yeah most of them are Fingal. We started here with Kevin's mum, who's still doing it at, uh, at 91. Who's right here now. <laughs> Here's mum. She's uh, got the 250 shirt on as well, which is um, pretty exciting. Hi, mum. Hi. This is Mark, does it? Good morning. Yeah, I'm Mark from um, Parkrun Adventurers Podcast. Are you happy to have a chat with us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stand here and nod. <laughs> so how, how, many, how many has Colleen done? Uh, 255, I think it is. 256. Between 250 and 260. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of Fingal Bay as well, I imagine? No. Yeah. Raymond Terrace, we were there for the inaugural. And she's done a couple at Newcastle. Barrel. And Barrel, who we went down and saw a, a woman do her 50th, who was the same age as mum. So, uh, yeah, that was freezing. <laughs> Yeah, Barrel's actually my, my nearest event I haven't completed yet, so that's on, on my to-do list in, in the coming future. Are you do it in the winter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a Canberra runner, so I'm used to the cold. It's all right for me. So, Kevin, you, you, did you were you the founding ED of Fingal Bay? Oh, no, uh, I was probably the uh, fourth. Okay. I was roped into it. But, uh, the previous ones, uh, they were a team called Fish and Chips, and... Uh, they were going over to walk from Mexico to Canada. So they needed somebody to take over, and uh, I took over. So. Okay. And um, how would you describe like the, the Fingal Bay Park Run community? Very, very friendly. It's typical park run where everybody sort of gets in and talks to each other and helps each other. And, you know, we, we don't judge people. Uh, we, we don't say, oh, you're too old, you're too fat, you're too lazy, you're whatever. People come along and they try, and as long as they look like they're trying hard, well, that's all that matters. And we try and encourage everybody. And, I mean, there, there's so many people here who come up and say that Mum is an inspiration to them all, and it's tremendous. I mean, we've had some great experiences with Parkrun. We were invited down to Newcastle when uh, they had a pair of twins down there who were the youngest ever to reach 100. And so they got my mum, who was the oldest, to get 100 yeah, cool. to present them with their T-shirts. So, yeah, you know, well. it's things like that that happen in Parkrun that really, really, you know, we, we just don't miss it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, actually, that's not true. We did miss it for the last... Yeah. But we still came every Saturday anyway, okay. so, uh, yeah. Keep going. Here's a born talk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good, 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 obviously good to be back um, oh, yes. for, for, for everybody here. Um, did, did Fingal Bay Parkrun do something different? Um, to, to support the community, you know, offline, I suppose? Um, well, yes, they, they uh, still did the uh, virtual park run and kept the results up and kept encouraging people. And, you know, they didn't want to come down here and have a big group because yeah. that's what they were trying to stop. So it was quite good. You'd come down here and you'd see regular park runners who were just coming down and having a run by themselves. And, you know, it was just kept going and it was really good. Yeah. All right, thank you very much for your time and um, best of luck out there today. Have you a good, good run? We'll have a good run. We always have a good run. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I'm now with uh, Tammy, who's one of the EDs here at Fingal Bay Park Run. What a beautiful day and a pretty big turnout. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how many we've got so far today, Mark, but um, it will be definitely our biggest for this year so far. It's definitely our biggest after COVID. 
Yeah, look, I've had a look at your numbers and you certainly do peak around that Christmas, New Year's time and I think this is pretty consistent with what we've seen in the past. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 327's our, our biggest and uh, that was last last Christmas period. So um, we're certainly, we're getting bigger, but we're a bit quieter this year. Yeah, so have you found that the tourist numbers have been down over the last couple of weeks since you've returned? So we've found that our local numbers are down rather than our tourist numbers. Yeah, right. So our tourist numbers are, are still um, quite large and our, all the accommodation around the place is, they're all full, they're at capacity. So the tourists are still coming back but our locals are still a bit uh, shy about coming back. Yeah, we certainly noticed it last night, trying to find somewhere for dinner last night. It was uh, everywhere was full and lots of people buzzing around the um, the area, which is which is good to see for the local economy for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, look, we as, as locals, we we're always go, oh, it's tourist season, but we definitely we need tourist season to keep the economy going up here. So um, we are pleased that everybody comes. We love tourists, and um, we we lef- definitely love them coming to our park run. And how long have um, have you you and uh, Rick been here at Fingal Bay? So we've been EDs here for about 18 months and back up here from Canberra we came back up in uh, end of 2017. We started our uh, park run journey in Tuggeranong. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the north side of Canberra yeah, so we, yeah. we wouldn't have crossed past it often. <laughs> the better side. But, you know. <laughs> it's, always that, it's always that little fight there isn't there between the north and south of Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that kind of rivalry in Port Stephens? Um, not not really out here because we only have one park run, um, but in Newey they've they've got a few in there and there's definitely a few. Uh, the Stockton's got the Stockton's got their own special um, run along and they like to drag everybody in the beaches. People just like to go and run on the on the beach yeah. as a, as an opportunity. So there's definitely a few rivalries in Newey, but we're pretty lucky out here. Now you're saying that um, the park run has been nominated for for an award. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, so each each year Port Stephens Council um, has a number of awards, Australia Day awards, and one of the awards that uh, they have is called the Port Stephens Medal, and it's people or community groups that are doing something for the community of Port Stephens and our park run's been nominated this year for it. So on the 26th of January we'll find out how we, how we went with that and now our, found, our founder Jackie and our last ED Kevin are, are going along. We're only allowed two people to go along. So they're going along to the... Uh, the, the ceremony and hopefully we'll come out with a Port Stevens Award. That's excellent. Well done to you all for that and uh, you'll have to let us know how, how yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, it's uh, the first time this area has really started to recognise Park Run as having a lot of community benefits um, and, you know, it's one of the reasons that I and, and, and Rick got into it is we love the community of the mm. whole thing and um, uh, it's, it's great. We... Oh, I probably like volunteering more than I like more than I like running. It's just I like helping people get through whatever adversity that they're, they're going through at the time. So we we just love it. Well, I think it's good for, for people that you know do move around. That obviously you can kind of pick up from your community in Tuggeranong and move here, and it just kind of integrate quite seamlessly into a new community. Absolutely, and and one of the things I also noticed, we're getting quite a few people that are starting to wear rundown under shirts, and it automatically gives you something to talk about when you go to places. So park run and rundown under, they all interconnect, and and certainly promote that 
shared shared sense of I've got something in common with someone so I can start talking with someone. Yeah, and no, that's a good icebreaker. I saw somebody here today with a Dubbo Stampede uh, half marathon shirt. I'm like, yeah, I did that year as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, it makes it it makes it easier when you already know you've got something in common with somebody to have a chat about it, where you're from, what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, hubby and I are military, so. It, we're like that. Um, you, you've always got something in common when you go around to the, the, the bases as, as well. So it's nice to have something in common to chat about. Now, last and most important question, where's coffee? Right in here, Longboat Cafe. That's our local, our local supported uh, cafe. So uh, we'll be popping in there afterwards. I think you guys get the award for the closest coffee place <laughs> to the finish line ever. Like, what, it's about 10 metres? That's in the middle of the course. <laughs> this is ideal. All right, Soft Coffee, thanks for that. Lovely. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming along. Thank you, Mark, for again taking us on the road and congratulations to the Fingal Bay Park Run team on the nomination. Certainly, Fingal Bay looks like a beautiful course I really, really wish that I had timed my visit there last year with when Parkrun was actually happening. So it's it's definitely one for the list to come back to. Obviously, it's well supported in the community too. Yes, and both Sue and Kevin named it number one best in the world. <laughs> that's, that's, that's blowing top three right out of the water. It is, but I've heard that before. I've heard people who've gone to Fingal Bay that have rated it very high, so it must be a lovely park run, and it's an F. Yeah, it's just that nice combination, isn't it? Yeah, they're few and far between, those Fs. Oh, I like your alliteration. <laughs> I know, how good was that? <laughs> <laughs> but the, I, I remember the bushland uh, for, for a big part of the, the run and then coming and stretching around the back of the beach there. It really is a beautiful spot. Just to imagine it with park runners. With actual park runners, I'm sure it would be a pretty special time. So yeah, we, we certainly wish Tammy, Kevin, Jackie, the whole Fingal Bay Park Run family all the best for the 26th and obviously good news on the award, but uh, look forward to visiting you one day as well. Definitely. And even though I've already got an F, there's plenty of people out there going for their second alphabet, so I might have to jump on that bandwagon. I think it's a must. And Kevin's mum, Ollie, Colleen, She's got her 250 shirt. She's still park running at the age of 91. And I believe um, she has got a connection at Newey where she visited. Did you know about that visit? I didn't know about that visit. I, I do recall the twins. I absolutely do recall the twins. And I really think that that's, that's just beautiful how the Hunter connection you know, really shows again, hearing that. Colleen was there to, to obviously recognise them and to just spread that parkrun love. I've heard of Colleen and that's very impressive. Obviously, she's working quickly towards her 500 shirt. And Fingal Bay is at capacity with tourism at the moment, which is really good in these COVID times. The community, which obviously relies on tourism, is doing well and benefiting at the moment. Yeah, there's obviously a lot of people taking it on the road locally, a lot of people that might have gone overseas or really just want to get out and have a bit of a change after a long time locked up. It's great to see that local tourism. And the COVID numbers are settling down, Ollie. I know in Victoria today we had 
our 12th day of no community transmission. I believe New South Wales had no community transmission. So things are looking good that we can potentially travel to Queensland for Palm. <laughs> we need we need numbers to stabilise and um, we need those borders open so that we can plan this adventurer listener meetup. Yeah, look, we've put it out there. We're really, really, truly hoping we need numbers to keep working in the right direction and it is really heartening. Obviously, that's just one angle towards it, but it's really heartening to see those numbers improving and, and people having the opportunity to, you know, to to take local holidays and to spend time with loved ones. It's been a tough Christmas and New Year and, and we'd really like to even slightly make up for that by by having a, a gathering for Palm uh, up in Queensland in April. Does it reflect on me, Ollie, that I'm not too bothered about visiting family for my holidays? I just want to go and see an emu. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's just the power of Fluffy by the sounds of it. <laughs> Have you told your family this, I suppose, is what I should be asking. I don't even know if they'll be coming with me at this stage. The way they're going, <laughs> I yeah. think I'll be coming on my own. But that's okay. Yeah, it will be a fantastic palm. We just hope it can happen. And we have an interview. You've got an interview. You spoke to Alison. I did. Um, I might be getting a little New Zealand obsessed here, but it was it was a good opportunity to speak to someone who's obviously also enjoying parkrun regularly at the moment and just hear a little bit about her story. Let's hear your interview with Alison now. Our guest is a friend of the Parkrun Adventurers from way back. In episode 26, Mel and Scotty spoke to the event director of the then-new Pururanga Parkrun, which is the very unique geothermal parkrun in Rotorua, New Zealand. Since then, she's taken her parkrun passion on the road a little more. She's now a member of the World Tourist Club and is the creator of the blog Runs With a Barcode, an unofficial guide to New Zealand parkruns. Welcome, Alison King. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining. And it's nice to hear a little more about New Zealand and, and to hear more about the action from the weekend and obviously what's been going on. How are you, Alison? And how's Parenga Parkrun going? Um, well, we're going awesome. It was a bit of a scorcher today. Um, I was run directing and I didn't see what the temperature was before, but our timekeeper, who usually wears a hoodie, had to take it off and just be in a T-shirt. So it was a very hot day for us. In terms of our park run, I mean, when we started, we, we celebrate our fifth birthday this year and we got 128, I think, at our inaugural and then numbers dipped because you get heaps that come to the first park run. I mean, it happens New Zealand-wide and it happens worldwide. We average probably around 70 in winter and in summer, pre-COVID, we used to get a lot of international tourists and we'd be like the whole of last summer until lockdown, we were getting over 100. And we've just got back up into the hundreds the last couple of weeks. So we had 115 today. And you're starting to see some more, at least New Zealand-based tourists coming through? Yeah, we've been getting New Zealand visitors pretty much since we restarted. Um, I think as New Zealanders, we're, we're used to travelling and 
most people would go over to Australia on holiday. So it's this is not being able to leave the country for a holiday is actually a really good excuse to see more of what we've got in our own backyard. And you know, we've got so many awesome park runs and so many you know, amazing national parks and just hidden spots in our own regions, really. You don't have to go far to have a good time. Yeah, it's certainly been one of the silver linings of the experience of the last year or so is that Discover Your Backyard. Uh, we found it here too. And obviously, as Parkrun is getting started again in Australia now, it's giving a, a bit of an opportunity to explore more of those spots. Yeah. What I do remember, though, of course, and I think it was uh, at least four years ago when you were last on the pod with Scotty and Mel, we did hear about some of the pretty spectacular features of Purringa Park Run. So um, now for those that might not have listened or, of course, if anything's changed, yeah, could you remind us about yeah, some of the features of, of the park run there? Yeah, so we remain the world's park run's only park run that goes through active geothermal area, I suppose, geothermal activity. Um, we haven't had any changes to the course because of the geothermal activity, which has you know, quite lucky for us. We don't want we don't want anything else of the ordinary because otherwise we might not be able to keep going. We have a few barefoot runners, and they always tell us where it you know where it's a bit warmer than you, know, you can tell where that their activity is when they run just because of how much warmer it is. And, and so today's scorcher is absolutely climate, not geothermal. Yes, totally um, summer related. It was I think it went up to twenty seven today, which is. A bit hot for me. Yes, absolutely. And some of the, the pictures there, of course, have been beautiful. Um, and so if I understand correctly, when we spoke, Paringa was just being launched. You were the event director. You're now co-event director. Is that right? Yeah. When we were just starting, it was actually a real funny coincidence. So there's this guy who just moved to Rotorua. He had spent the previous year in Porirua and before that had been living in the UK where he had helped set up four park runs. Mm. His name's Jason Chapman and he was out for a run one evening and met up with some other runners and said, oh, it'd be really cool if the city had a park run. And they said, you need to talk to Alison. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, he, um, he helped with the launch and he's co-event director as well. And it's been really awesome because I say he's got He's got that history. He started, he was involved with Park Run since uh, 2008, 2009. Bramall Park Run was the very last Park Run to be known as a time trial in the UK before they switched to Park Run. So one of the original 10. So he was involved with that and he's been involved with heaps of others. And it's always good to have experience when you're trying to do something that you don't, you've never really done before. That's right. And with the pause, um, the park run pause and the relaunch, you know, we've, we've seen 2020 clearly change a lot of things for us all. But New Zealand's park run community is, has done a pretty good job at spreading a bit of park run joy for everyone, both locally and globally. We've obviously seen yourself pop up on the live stream with Danny from With Me Now and Joe Sinton Hewitt. And we absolutely loved the relaunch uh, adopt a country. So um, for those that might not have heard, who did you adopt? We adopted Germany. We have um, a German family who come to Parkrun. And so some of the countries had already been snapped up, the ones that I thought we could could adopt, but it kind of made sense for us to choose Germany when we've got you know, this German family and some other uh, German expats in the city. And yeah, everyone really got into it. Red, yellow, black, pretty easy colours to, to dress up in and we even had some beer at the start. True style. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
And did you hear back from Parkrun in, in Germany? Any connections there or anyone reach out? And- yeah, well, I emailed all of the Parkruns in Germany just to mm-hmm. tell them what we were doing and that we were thinking of them. And we received some really nice emails back. So that was quite good just to let them know that we were thinking of them. That's great. And I suppose you know, you're you well and truly settled, it seems, into the parkrun life uh, since the unpause or the relaunch. And from when we last heard from you on Parkrun Adventures, I think you'd, you'd done one parkrun other than your own. I don't know. I'd done one parkrun total. Oh, one park run total. My apologies. Yeah. So I trust your, your totals obviously expanded significantly since then. And as we said at the start, you've been writing a blog. What's inspired your blog and how have you enjoyed producing that? Uh, well, at the start of last year, I just really wanted to write a book. I'm a trained journalist. I've worked in a newsroom for like 15, 16 years. And I, at that time, I wasn't doing any other writing and I wanted to write a book and I was trying to come up with all these ideas and I thought, oh, I'll just do one on Parkrun. And so I came up with this idea to do a, a guidebook to Parkruns of New Zealand to help the international tourists be able to find their way around a bit more and to choose, you know, to help them choose which Parkruns to do if they're here on holiday. Because we get, a, well, a year ago, we were getting a lot of international tourists to our Parkrun and to other Parkruns around the country. And then so I started putting all that together. And then I thought, I should do a blog as well, just stick it all online. And from there, I started writing people's stories. So well, spoken to one of the other New Zealand correspondent you have, Steve Darby. I've spoke to him. I've spoken to a guy called Scott Arrell, who is behind the Scott Airplanes movement here in New Zealand. So that's where you, you know, is your your zoomies, as Mel calls them. I love those. Yeah. And spoken to people who've run every every park run in the country, people who just volunteer a lot. Yeah, all kinds of different things. I've done volunteer profiles to help people learn about what the volunteer roles involve and how easy it is really, like how you really can't go wrong when it comes to barcode scanning, for example, or tail walking, to try to encourage more people to to give it a go. Oh, look, it's a, it's a great initiative. And have you had much in the way of, of feedback from anyone reading, uh, anyone sort of using that to help guide them in terms of where to visit or even to try some of those roles? I've seen other parkruns sharing the timekeeper when they've got a vacancy, for example, mm. and just, uh, oh, this is what it involves. So I've seen that from some parkruns. I was down in Invercargill at New Year. I ran Balclutha parkrun on New Year's Day and Invercargill parkrun on Saturday. And I met up with another tourist and who reads the blog and it's like, oh, is there anything that, that you'd like to see? And he goes, oh, just keep doing what you're doing. It, it's all good. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really cool to hear that. But I really just want to hear people's ideas as well. There's no point telling me that you love it. There are always lots of stories. So tell me who you want to see on there and I'll do my best. More inspiration. Well, that, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> we'll absolutely advertise that if, if people want to see and want to hear of some of those more angles, particularly New Zealand focused. I'm trying to find, see if I could find who has volunteered the most in New Zealand. But I think I covered that in my photographer profile story. Ah. Yeah, she's volunteered a heck of a lot. (laughs) I think it was 180 times as photographer. Which is fantastic. I know that when you find a good parkrun photographer, it's really hard to let them go. There are some, some great ones out there and it sounds like that would be one. Now that's 
that's clearly taken you to a few more park runs. Um, so what, what's your event tally up to now and you know, what are the, some of the highlights there? Uh, in total, I've now run 59 events across four countries. So after I set up Pooranga Park Run, we ran what was the eve of our second event when I got the news that my dad had died in the UK. Not quite unexpected, but still comes as a bit of a surprise. Uh, so then I went back to the UK for a couple of weeks and I ran my second and third park runs in at Stratford-upon-Avon. Then I came back here and ran Cornwall Park Run. And then after a few weeks, we decided we were going to move back to the UK and we ended up being there for 16 months. So that helped with my park run tourism tally. But I didn't really get into tourism until we were thinking about moving back to New Zealand. I ran over 20 events at Stratford-upon-Avon. I joined their core team as well. They're a really cool event. If you ever get the chance to go to the UK or if you're a UK listener and when Parkrun starts up, I highly recommend going to see those guys. Not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I've run um, in New Zealand out of – there's 32 at the moment. They're the third starts in two weeks from today that we're recording, January the 30th, mm-hmm. and I've run 27. So you're well on the way. Yeah, I've already got flights booked for the new one, plans for, I'm missing currently two on the North Island I haven't done and three on the South Island. So all bar one I've got plans for. So that puts you pretty close to being, is there an official name? I think, you know, because we've got our statesmanship in Australia. Um, I think we've we've had a stab at trying to um, impose statesmanship on New Zealand, but far from us to actually dictate. Maybe what's the term for a, a North Islander or a South Islander in parkrun world? Um, well, no one really separates the two islands when it comes to parkrun, other than parkrun themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you've run all of them, you're a countryman. Yep. We haven't got a snazzy title yet. I think we need need to to get something pretty cool. All right. So. Uh, sadly, nothing really amazing. Sorry. We need to be a bit more creative. Oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm sure we can help with some ideas too. But yeah, so you've got some travels planned. You know, does does 2021 you know, have more adventures in the pipeline or is it more of a case of let's see what the world has to offer and you'll just plan some travels around that? Well, there's the five park runs. Well, it'll be soon six that I haven't yet done. There are my in my sights, and also some Wilson index hunting. Ah, yes. It's really hard where we are. Um, where Rotorua is, I'm an hour, just about an hour and a half at a nice cruisy drive away from four or five park runs now. But there's still quite a way to go in the morning if you just yes. want to go and get a Wilson index number. But I have been known to do that. Like there's a the new one, the University of Waikato Park Run, which started in November. I was there for their inaugural and then I went back for events four and five. Aha. Uh-huh. So it's good to fill in those gaps. Yeah. So I'm going back there soon. <laughs> okay. So four and five still to be filled in and do you have Oh no, I filled those. Oh yes. Yeah, I need a six and an eight. I'm going to Trentham Memorial for my six. So I'm not going there until March 8. I have no idea where I'm going to fill that. And then I've got nothing in my teens, so I've got a lot of low numbers to get. Okay, you'll, you'll be well on the way then. And so what else outside of park running? Any other plans, you know, more plans with the, the blog or even the book 
in 2021? The book is going to get published this year, I promise. I'm just working on finding high-res photos for each of the park runs. I'm halfway there and it's really hard to find exactly what I want because I need vertical pictures. So if anyone's got any high-res pictures of park runs in New Zealand, then feel free to message me. Yes. (laughs) When I go and do the park run, like a new park run that I haven't done, my time doesn't actually look that great because I spend most of the, that time. I take pictures, I get video, I, I make Instagram reels out of the park run. That's what that park run's about, really, isn't it? Enjoying when you're touring, you're soaking up the atmosphere and enjoying the sights rather than just gunning for a time. It's a community event, much more than a running event. I do the same thing. In fact, I've, I think that's taught me to do it just even when I'm meant to be out training. Yeah. I'll find something that just distracts me. And Although if you are a fast runner and you'd like to, you know, see if you can get a course record at a different different park runs, then go for it. I would never be getting any course records. That's obviously given you pretty good opportunities to, to make connections with the local teams, to share a bit of their story. So, yeah, has that given you great experiences in getting to know those local communities? I've had such awesome experiences, I think, just from being an event director. We've got we've got a little Facebook group for the EDs here in New Zealand, and so it's quite collegial. But, yeah, with the book as well and the blog, I've spoken to every founding event director, and most of them are still at their events. Are there any other highlights across New Zealand, the UK, or or the other two countries you visited? Well, I've done three in Australia. The the three I've done are Main Beach, Broad Beach, Waters, and Centennial, all because I was at conferences and they fitted in. Perfect. So I can ask you your Australian top three, of course. My Australian top three are, in no particular order, Main Beach, Broad Beach, Waters, and Centennial. Excellent. I like Broad Beach, Waters because I saw a kookaburra and a bat. That was a major highlight for me. Uh, Main Beach I did because it's like the Pioneer Park Run for Australia, isn't it? The Pilgrim event. And um, I did Centennial because the timing fitted in with the conference I was at because it was a seven o'clock start. Yes. But my favourite New Zealand one's a Puaringa Park Run because it's my home park run. And we have an awesome cafe called Chiabata Bakery, which is a Swiss-owned bakery. And there's pretzels and cronuts and streusel and long dogs, all kinds of delicious I'm going to have to ask, sorry, and I don't know if I've lived a sheltered life, but a long dog. It's a really long hot dog. Okay. I thought, you know, maybe it could have been a bit like a very long sausage roll, which is very popular amongst some of the parkrun circles in Australia. It sounds like there's quite a lot of variety there. How far is that from the finish? Uh, You could walk it. It's about a kilometre, I think. Fantastic. It's really easy. I love giving directions to it because it's left, right, left, right, and you're there. And you mentioned pilgrimage before. You have done your bushy pilgrimage. I have, yep. I did it the day before the London Marathon. There would have been, yeah, some buzz then. Yeah, I'd done the Boston Marathon the Monday prior. So Bushy was to shake out my legs after the (laughs) previous marathon and see if I could get through London. And I trust you manage? Yeah, I actually ran the London Marathon. I mean, the times aren't amazing because I was very grossly undertrained. You know, if you get the opportunity to do those two event two events, then just do them. My times were fourteen seconds different between the two. Wow, that's very consistent. Consistently slow, but I had a great time. That's important too. That's impressive. Any more marathon plans? Uh, I keep saying another one, but I'm not too sure. I just I really like the fact that with parkrun you can just show up and either push yourself as hard as you can for five k's or run around with a friend and. Then 
then you can do it all again next week. Thank you, Alison. I really appreciate you joining us this week. Certainly sure there, there are many listeners here in Australia and across the globe who would love to put your guide to very good use when we can all visit New Zealand, of course. And we'd love to have visitors. We really miss our tourists, our international tourists. I can rarely think of a more hospitable bunch than New Zealand, obviously, with the parkrun love you've been sharing. Please keep it up. We will look forward to many, many more tips around the park runs of New Zealand and for more blog reports. Thanks. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure and thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for that interview, Ollie. Top marks on pronunciation, Paringa (laughs) (laughs) is the one that I have actually wanted to visit, the geothermal area. So I've always thought that that is a very unique park run. That's always piqued my interest. Uh, So that's number one on my list when I come to New Zealand. I'm not sure if it's anywhere near the area that I'm potentially going to be visiting. But also I think regarding the status of somebody in New Zealand that's ran every event in the country. Alison, you need to come up with a snazzy term. You need to come back to us with that, perhaps in a roving report. I wholeheartedly agree. I am clearly enjoying the New Zealand input. And of course, I'm not letting Steve off the hook just because we've got Alison now doesn't mean that you can stop sending us content. Steve did let us know, I will add, that there is actually no prison park runs in New Zealand or any discontinued events. So thanks for getting us that information, Steve. We appreciate that listener feedback fabulous. That's right. We also had some feedback, Ollie, Peter Pullman, he let me know or the way that they clean their finish tokens in a sink of cold water and some detergent. So thanks, Peter. Is there a point to cold water and not hot water? I don't know. Maybe hot water makes the barcodes go fuzzy, Ollie, and that's your Shell Harbour problem. Yeah, look, Shell Harbour certainly has been looking into this one closely and it hots the bottom of the pile there and will certainly steer (laughs) away from hot. And Mel, after last week where we heard from the informant, have we heard again? We have. He is back this week, so let's hear from him now. This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. They are only current at the time they are collected with a 100% chance of an error from time to time. The number of current events down under has risen to 432 with the launch of Lake Boga Foreshore in Victoria and SS Cooper Trail in Queensland. Not included in that number is the new Junior Park Run launch at Ainsbury Heritage Trail. We had 393 events run in Australia and New Zealand, up from 257 last week. This is due mostly to the return of Victoria, but also many other events in other states also returning for the first time since lockdown. We were joined by 31 events from outside the region in Japan, Russia and Cape Pembroke Lighthouse in the Falklands. There were three event launches in Russia. All other countries remain on hold. We had 52,076 runners this week at an average of 132 per event. That's up from 29,536 runners at an average of 115 last week. Looking at Victorian stats only, there were 78 events with 9,277 runners taking part at an average of 118 per event. This can be compared to 84 events with 9,036 runners at an average of 107 on the 14th of March 
just before lockdown. Nationally, we had 3,425 first-timers, 208 people reached their 50 milestone, 117 reached their 100 milestone, and 23 reached their 250 milestone. On the state's people front, all six Victorians lost their status due to the event launch. Up north, Jesse Delaney, Kayla Fuller, Ash Pay, and Kim Thompson joined the Northern Territory list. Flynn Kelly, Kay Solara, Jennifer Eddy, Jared Spence, and Paul Hoskins joined the ACT list, while Amanda Hardy, Emma Zammett, rejoined the New South Wales list after running at Walker. Amanda and Emma also become the only two runners to be crowned Triple States people, having completed all of New South Wales, Northern Territory and the ACT. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. Absorbing listening from The Informant. Nice to hear that we've got a couple of new events coming on board with all of the unpausing events, including Junior Parkrun Mel. Could you maybe tell us a bit more about the Junior Parkrun Mel? I maybe can. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to talk about it before, but surprise! There's a new Junior Parkrun in Victoria that launched on Sunday. I might be the event director and it is Ainsby Heritage Trail Junior Park Run in the western suburbs. Melbourne has a second Junior Park Run and you're obviously front and centre on hand to enjoy it. Yeah, Ned, I say, how was it? It was fabulous. We had 27 happy little Junior Park Runners that came along to our first event. It all went super smoothly. It's a beautiful course in the Ainsbury Forest, which is, how do I describe it? It's south of Melton. It's a beautiful little grey box forest, a little protected forest with a lovely community uh, which surrounds a golf course. It's just a fabulous little spot and so excited to have brought this to the western suburbs. Yeah, and I, I saw a few of the pictures, Mel. I mean, the course looked lovely amongst the trees there. Uh, so you've got a new crew, a whole group of you bringing Junior Park Run to the west of Melbourne. Tell us about the crew. Yes. So we've got a nice reach of experienced run directors that have come from the surrounding events, the surrounding 5K events. So we've got a lot of experience coming together and bringing the communities from all those different park runs together in a central area to bring this to the children of the western suburbs so it's just i don't know i think it really works i think having that connection with a number of different park runs i mean that that's obviously great that they can feel like they're a part of it certainly hope that anyone that that truly kind of enjoys park run and and wanted to have the opportunity to extend that love on a sunday for the kids would be able to have that Uh, it's nice to hear that the geography works for you guys and got a great support network and we were due to launch ollie right before the pause we were due for our first trial when they literally came down to a day or two before our trial when they said no it's cancelled and i was just absolutely devastated so we've had to sit and wait all this time and then by the time we came back our landowners had given us a 12-month trial and that had expired before we'd even been able to launch 
So when Victoria was given the okay to come back, we had to race out and get our landowner permissions again, which we did. Yeah, it's all fallen into place and couldn't have gone better. And all the kids were super excited and happy. Brilliant day. Oh, had the biggest, happiest parkrun weekend. And I am still floating, floating on a high off parkrun. Were any of the kids familiar to, to some of the other parkruns? Or do you think there were... There were some that were trying it for the first time. How's the mix at a, at a launch of a juniors event? Well, because it was a soft launch, so there wasn't a lot of kids from the local community. Um, they were mostly children of the volunteers. So Zoe was there. Zoe knows Westerfolds very well. Zoe's, I suppose you could say, a, a veteran of junior parkrun. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> uh, so she was all across the warm-up procedure, of course. And one of the other run directors, her kids had done a junior parkrun as well. Mm-hmm. They'd come out and done a couple of um, trial runs of Ainsbury with me at different times when we were testing out the course and yeah we had we actually we had another couple from a local park run whose kids had done Westerfolds as well so but most of the kids were new to the concept. That's exciting too in itself and obviously as the word gets out you know, it'll be great to see some more kids maybe discovering that shorter distance. I know that you know, my kids would, would benefit so much more from having a 2k course than a 5k course so it's good to see Junior Park Run getting its presence re-established after the pause and you mentioned there with the landowner permission I mean that, that's clearly been a challenge for a lot of park runs so well done to yourself and to the team and everyone behind the scenes in bringing that out to the community and introducing a new junior park run for a whole bunch of, of kids that haven't enjoyed it. Yeah, actually there was a couple of kids um, that had maybe been brought along by their parents just because it was a junior's concept that maybe don't love 5k park run that maybe were a little bit suspicious about what's mum and dad taking me to do <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the trip to the vet <laughs> yeah but once they kind of went out and came back and they ran in you could just see a noticeable difference like they really enjoyed it they came over the line they were they were happy with how they'd done they were excited it wasn't overtaxing for them that shorter distance so the feedback from the kids is what I'm trying to say was positive after they'd experienced their first park run their first junior park run what do you think is maybe different about junior park run from your perspective mel when it comes to the likes of volunteering and you know, and, and the opportunities there volunteering at a junior event and doing it just purely for the kids that is completely different i don't really know how to articulate it just the giving aspect and to see the kids all run off together their little faces when they come over the line they're not overly concerned with their times what they want to know is what number were they they get number 19 they'll go oh i was 22 last week they only care about the number it's not so much the time there's still obviously a big personal achievement factor but it's not quite in the same way yeah and they all have different strategies there was one little boy, he wasn't going to run. All the other kids ran off and he walked. And his strategy was to wait for all the other kids to get tired because they had expended their energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he he did the run to the finish. Excellent. He saved himself for the end and he was quite happy with his strategy. Paid off. Yes. <laughs> It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. And some kids just walk. So we walked. Mm. Yeah, she very rarely does much running. She'll just walk it. 
which is completely fine because kids can do that too. It's all being active and enjoying nature and Ainsbury Forest is a beautiful place to enjoy nature. And, of course, Westerfolds was back too this week. They had 76 kids at Westerfolds, which was a really good turnout for their first week back. That's great. Back in full swing. And where are you off to next week, Ollie? Please tell me it's not Shell Harbour. In terms of next week, I'll be at Shell Harbour. I have a couple of weeks planned. I think since since the unpause, uh, we've been obviously settling back into our routine. We're really fortunate to have a bunch of regular volunteers that haven't been a part of the event team and, and are showing a bit more interest and want to get involved. So over over the next week, we'll be giving you know, more people a chance to trial the, the run directing roles and, and other roles. Looking forward to sharing that around. It does mean that I'll potentially be failing my homework again again <laughs> but it's all for a good cause i will try and look out for that freedom run opportunity yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what about you mel where are you going next week i mean i, I hazard a guess where you're going on sunday i'll just make up for it i'll do all the work i'll do all the touring <laughs> <laughs> someone's got it and i'll talk about it <sighs> i'm going to lake boga and i will be regaining my statesmanship oh I didn't this week because Lake Bogar launched on Saturday. <laughs> uh, catch up is possible for, for Victorians at this stage, including yourself then? Yes, as long as I get to Lake Bogar on Saturday with probably 20 other fellow Victorians who may have just had their own reasons to be where they were on Saturday, which weren't necessarily tourism related. I've got it on good authority that the accommodation in Lake Boga is pretty booked out and I'm pretty sure that's not just due to school holidays. We've got a room, so we're happy. We'll be off there to experience that. I look forward to hearing about that one, Mel. Yeah, and I think, Ollie, we've had a pretty jam-packed podcast this week, so I don't know how the edit's going to go. We could be up for a mammoth episode. I don't know what the record is. Here's some homework for you that you might actually be able to do. (laughs) (laughs) Figure out what the longest podcast was and see if we've um, broken any records. Either we've scraped past or we're just so far behind it's not funny and I I should have done that homework first. It it has been an enjoyable time. Thanks, Mel. It's been really nice to obviously reflect on the big weekend that you had and so many other Victorians had in having a a home-scanned barcode, and the launch. Congratulations again. I look forward to doing it again next week. 